This is the Tennis Podcast, and my name is Nick Amell. I'm Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing? How's your new puppy? Well, I wasn't <laughs> fucking announcing to everybody <laughs> that I had a new puppy, but he's fine. He's a good little guy. He sleeps most of the night, and he poops. What's his name? His name is Milo, and he can poop longer than his body. Well, you and him have something in common. You know, the great thing about Milo is I've never met him. I've only seen a picture or two, but I already know that I prefer him to you. He has puppy breath. I don't. It's true. I have the breath of puppies I've eaten. You got something else breath. I think the listeners could guess. I don't. I cannot tell you the last time I ate a fucking hot dog. I didn't even say the hot dog. Yeah, I know. You have hot dogs on the mind. It all goes back to hot dog bullshit. (laughs) I take exception to that. Brandon, we got so much to talk about today, but before we get to our list, I want to flip the script, flip, and I want to do some podcast reviews first. Yeah, let's start with reviews, unless they're bad. Well, I don't know if they're bad. It might be get me in a real fucking fired up mood right off the bat. That might be good. I have two good reviews. Okay. I'll still get mad. The first one comes from The Mop on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. They say... I want to know if you find this review to be factually accurate, okay? Endless lists! They'll never run out of lists. <laughs> Great banter, and you might actually learn a thing or two listening to these guys. So, Brandon? Bad news. It's getting harder and harder to find a new list all the time. But if you have no, an idea for one, send it to me. He or she said that they'll never run out of lists. Yeah. If you know where the bottomless well of lists is, <laughs> draw me a map. Yeah. But thank you. Thank you, the mop. The next one comes from Matt Watson on Podchaser. He says, Tennis is a great podcast that's been in my rotation for around a year. Always interesting and an excellent way of peering into different areas of culture, society, nature, many things. <laughs> Something about the word peering is very ominous to me. <laughs> we are peeking around corners. <laughs> we are a pair of eyeballs. Very nefarious. Slowly rising over the top of your privacy fence and blinking at you. Professional audio quality, strong research, subscribing to Tennis would be a good choice. That was really nice. Thank you, Matt. And I want to give Matt a shout out because he is the host of the Drinkopedia podcast. That's the podcast that's bad for your liver, worse for your brain. Add one part comedy to one part education to make a classic Drinkopedia. That's a good little... It's a what do you call that? Little yeah, that little one-liner, intro. That, tagline. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's the Drinkopedia podcast. Check them out. And I want to give a plug too to Podchaser because obviously we appreciate reviews on Podchaser. We'll read them all on this show. But Podchaser, the website, they're also donating 25 cents for every review that they get on their site at podchaser.com. They'll donate 25 cents to Meals on Wheels to support people in need during the COVID-19 pandemic. That's pretty... Hey, that's, uh, they're taking stronger steps than the federal government. It's true. So yeah, review us on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts, whatever. We'll read it on this show. Now, Brandon, last week's top 10-ish list that you brought to the table, Mm -hmm. you wanted to take us away from Sad Town. You wanted to take us away from death and pandemic and serial killers. We dove into some music recommendations. And I have something else to take us out of Sad Town. Take us to Happy Town. So, what in the world makes people happiest? Um, Besides butts. Cotton candy. No. It's your phone. (laughs) Does it? Yes. I think it pisses a lot of people off, even though they, I think people are addicted to them, but I don't, I don't know. Sure, they make you happy. Let's go with We're that. We're going to talk about phone addiction today. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the most played, most downloaded mobile games of all time. Okay. So, all those games that you 
and others have either heard of or played endlessly for hours while neglecting your family. We're going to talk about them today. Do you play mobile games, Brandon? Uh, I have a few, but no, I don't. I don't get stuck on them. I've tried out a few. Yeah, same here. I usually try them out. But anyway, my data source today is App Annie, which is not only a cute little name, sounds like a hot little broad too, but she... Jesus. <laughs> she, she is a mobile data website that reports on trends like this. Uh-huh. I also pulled some data from Wikipedia, uh, GameIndustry.biz. And so, again, this is the most played mobile games ranked by the number of lifetime total downloads as of December 31st, 2019. Okay. So, this data is hot off the press. Well, I have... I remember one right off the top of my head that was really popular and then like disappeared. It was like super hard and popular and it was kind of like a thing for about a week or two. Is yeah. Fl- is save it. Save. Hang on. Hang on. Save it in your back pocket. I got some more shit to read. Oh, okay. I want to tell you some overall global mobile app trends that will titillate you. Uh huh. Consumers worldwide are on track to record, or sorry, to download 120 billion apps across iOS and Google Play in 2019. A 5% increase to the prior year. In fact, consumer spending, also known as in-app purchasing is set to grow even faster at 15% over the last year, $90 billion in 2019 alone. It's because kids' thumbs can spend your money faster than you can make it. It's true. All those free apps, $90 billion that you're spending in one year. Brandon, what would you guess is the earliest known mobile app game or mobile game? Well, when I was in high school, in the, so this would have been, don't. Had Alexander Graham Bell invented. No, 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 no. Stop. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do <laughs> you fucking dumbass <laughs> joke. This was in 98 or 99. Yeah, 1898. I had a TI-83 graphing calculator. Did you have to use one of those? Yes. So, I had a graphing calculator for all the calculus that, uh, that I don't remember at all. But... Mm-hmm. There was a cord where you could plug in two TI-83 calculators together and you could transfer programs. And someone, like they made the rounds at the school. There were um, a handful of games on there. There was an X-Wing game where you could, a crappy little black and white X-Wing kind of flew through a a path. There was Drug War, which was my favorite. It was a text-based game where you learned, uh, where you sold drugs and ran from the cops. And then there was one where you were a pimp. It was called Manuk and those Wacky Hookers. And it was all about... Wait, that was the name? Yeah, Manuk and the Wacky Hookers. And it was all about keeping your, your hose in line. And if they got out of line, yeah. you had to slap them. It's important to do that. And I did that on my calculator. I was supposed to be doing calculus. So, then technically, those were mobile games. Wasn't calculus such a worthwhile use of your time? Sine, cosine, and tangent. I couldn't tell you what any one of those fuckers mean now. Anyway, the first known mobile game was a Tetris variant on the Hagenuk MT-2000 device from 1994. Oh, yeah. I remember these. Not that exact one, but there were a lot of those at the time. They, those little bitty handheld games. Yeah. Obviously, that evolved over time to the phones in our pockets. And what's fascinating about this, let me read this quote. Uh, mobile games distributed by mobile operators and third-party portals remained a marginal form of gaming until Apple's iOS App Store launched in 2008. Doesn't it seem like smartphones and apps have been around your entire life? It's only 12 years ago. Yeah. Since then, there have been more than 170 billion apps downloaded on the App Store alone on Apple, equating to over $130 billion in spending. Again, that's Apple alone. So yeah, great use of time. We're all 
using on our phones. And today, again, we're going to look at the top 10 mobile app games based on their lifetime downloads as of the end of 2019. So you were about to say one earlier. Why don't you tell me what your guess was there? Uh, I was thinking about Flappy Bird. You remember Flappy Bird? I remember Flappy Bird. It had an interesting story because if I recall, I don't have notes on this, but if I recall, this is like three, four years ago, some kid, I think he might have been like a teenager, developed this game called Flappy Bird and it was super simple but super addicting. And within like days or weeks of him releasing it, he was like a millionaire and he became overwhelmed and closed the game. Does that sound right? I'm, yeah. This is from my memory. <laughs> he got overwhelmed. Yeah. I'd love to be overwhelmed with millions of dollars. Flappy Bird's not in the top 10. Okay. I just rem- yeah, thought it would be... I think if it had sustained, I th- you know, I think there's a version of it out now maybe, but there was so much stop and start that I just don't think it could sustain in the top 10. Well, I have a pretty good feeling about like some of the top ones, but and, and I'll try to save those. Let me first name off a couple of games that I have on my phone that may or may not be on there. Is Plague Incorporated on the list? No. Is that the one where you're... It's like infection. <laughs> yeah, you stimulate a global pandemic. I, hmm, I wonder what that's like. I downloaded it recently just and uh, evidently it's really hard to kill everyone on earth with a plague. You got to be really thoughtful about how you yeah, set well, that up. Is there an upgrade in that game, like an in-app purchase where you can purchase a dumbass president that can make everything worse? <laughs> no, but that... when, when I downloaded it, they had a new, uh, an in-app purchase for a new version or a new uh, type of infectious disease that was called uh-huh. fake news. And you can have fake news spread across the globe. I didn't download it. I didn't buy it because I have enough of that in real life. Yeah. Well, so no plague. How about I have uh, have solitaire on my phone. Is there just a regular old solitaire? Excellent guess, but no. There's something kind of in that vein. It's not cards. Yeah. But there's something kind of in that vein in the top 10. Okay. How about... I have a game uh, on my phone called Pocket Pool. It's not. <laughs> I bet you fucking do. It's not just about jerking. No, it's a mm-hmm. it's a pool that you can play with one thumb. Sure. I guess Pocket Pool is not in the top ten. You can also jerk it with your thumb. No, but there is a game extremely similar in the top ten. Okay, how about Angry Birds? I don't have Angry Birds on my phone anymore, but I I did for a long time. I've played a bunch of them. Angry Birds would have been one of my first guesses. I would have bet my life that it would be in like top five. It's not. It's not in the top 10. It's not in the top 10? Damn. No, it is it is like in the top 15-ish. Yeah. Something I noticed about Angry Birds, at least on like one of my older iPhones, when I played it for a while, it made the phone hot as fuck. <laughs> you could scorch your balls if you played Angry Birds for an hour and then stuck your phone yeah. back in your pocket. Okay, no Angry Birds. Scorch your balls playing pocket pool too. No Angry Birds, no, right? no Flappy Birds. How about at some point I have had on my phone Pokemon Go. I forgot you had that. Pokemon Go is not in the top 10. I can't fucking Another believe surprise, it. yeah. But I'll tell you, in 2019 specifically, not all time, Pokemon Go was the sixth top game as far as in-app purchasing in the world. Mm-hmm. But no, it's not in the top 10. What about Super Mario Run? No, another great guess. Yeah, I had that one. Not in the top 10. Okay, I'll do one more that I had and really liked. Pocket Pool 2. No. Monument Valley. No. Okay. Did you play that one? No, I've heard of it. It's a good, uh, it's like if you wanted to chill out. Pocket Pool. Well, you do Pocket Pool first and then you play uh, Monument Valley. Yeah, the aesthetics and the music and stuff is nice and relaxing. Not relaxing enough. Let's, uh, how about 
Fruit Ninja. Fruit Ninja. Have you played Fruit Ninja? Yeah, I've played Fruit Ninja. What would you guess its number is? Six. Nine, idiot. Oh, okay. Fruit Ninja is number nine. Now, the kind of unfortunate thing about this list is I pulled it again from App Annie and they released the ranking based on number of downloads, but they did not provide the actual number of downloads. So, Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I kind of had to do some other searching around the internet and I found that they have at least... Fruit Ninja has at least one billion downloads globally. The publisher is Halfbrick. Yep. They've done a lot of good games that I've played. It was released in April 2010. Did you know this is the oldest game release date in the top 10? I believe it. I think I remember playing it around the time it first came out and it's there's something about chopping that fruit in the air. It's addicting. It's very satisfying. I think that's a big part of like having a game be addicting is that whatever the action is, whatever the like sort of tactile like pocket pool yeah whatever the like sort of tactile part of it is has to be like satisfying anyway in some way it has to yep the sound and the what do you call it the haptic response if they have that mm-hmm. makes a big difference i know what you mean yeah so about fruit ninja in the game the player slices fruit with a blade controlled via the touch screen chop, chop, chop. as the fruit is thrown onto the screen the player swipes their finger across the screen to create a slicing motion attempting to slice the fruit in half yeah don't try to slice a bomb. It'll explode. Yeah. Uh, in real life, that's also good advice. Now, on some of these games, I have some critic reviews that I thought were <laughs> kind of funny. So, when this game came out, reviewers felt that the low cost of the game combined with addictive gameplay yielded an excellent value. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, some critics felt the game's difficulty curve was uneven. Do you agree with that in your experience? I mean, I didn't. I didn't try to become... Okay, fascinating. I didn't try to become a fruit ninja dojo master. I was just passing some time. How much more invested in this game would you have been if it was if they had a version called Airport Hot Dog Ninja? I would have... Uh, you, you wouldn't have want to cut those in half, right? You want to eat it all at once. It would not have caught my attention whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one's buying it, Brandon. In August 2011, a Fruit Ninja Connect version was released on Xbox Live where you could stand in front of your TV like a jackass and make... Ninja <laughs> now get this the ipad version of fruit ninja has been used to help rehabilitate stroke patients yeah i can believe that you have to have a little yeah. hand-eye coordination yeah that's a good idea it is now i know you're going to be into this a live action family comedy film version hmm. is in the work it's being adapted by half brick studios teaming up with uh, some other film studios including new line cinema I'll admit this note is a few years old from Wikipedia. Not sure if this is still happening, but at least at one point, there was plans for a live-action family to call me film version of Fruit Ninja. How does that work? I think they missed the Fruit Ninja movie window. I don't know. They what just take, They mean? just take a vague notion and pull all kinds... Like, I heard in the Battleship movie yep. that it was like aliens coming to Earth. Yeah. It's basically just taking the name and like throwing in one or two references yeah, and I'm sure in like the end action sequence, there's something where like, if you are out there and you've seen the Battleship movie and I'm right about this, please... My sister's in it. What? Really? She's an extra in it, yeah. Oh. Well, maybe she knows then. I'm guessing that at the end of the movie, the aliens do something to make it like impossible for us to like see where they're at. And just like in the game of Battleship, they have to like blindly throw weapons at the aliens and guess at where they are. And then yep. based on what hits and doesn't, continue to target them based on that. But like... I haven't seen it. <laughs> I like that your sister's in it and you still yeah. didn't see it. Well, she was in a lot of shit. I don't have time to see it all. 
so that's Fruit Ninja. You mentioned Pocket Pool a few times. You mentioned that you love playing Pocket Pool by yourself and all kinds of things of Pocket Pool. You have not been able to shut up about Pocket Pool scorching your balls in your pocket. There's something very similar to Pocket Pool in here. You know, you're probably not going to guess the name. So let me just tell you. It's 8 Ball Pool, number 10. Okay. This is the one I was saying is similar to Solitaire. We should and the probably I said ju- that- yeah, we should, I was going to say, like, if I get something that's in that same vein with some of these, because there's like a million pool. I think this is apps. the only one, though. This is the only one that's like a generic game. Everything else is branded oh, name okay. that you'll recognize. Eight Ball Pool is number 10. It also has at least a billion downloads. And its publisher is Miniclip, who has cleaned up from this game. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Like Fruit Ninja, this was released in 2010, about six months after Fruit Ninja. It's an online and mobile-based billiard-themed pool simulation sports game. It offers free content and is able to be played from any computer device and runs in an ordinary flash-enabled browser fluently. It's the largest multiplayer game of its genre. The company that made this game, Miniclip, they say that there's at least 70 million active users daily, and it was additionally ranked as one of the 10 most valuable startups in Europe by the Business Insider, mostly because of this game. And this game alone generated $400 million in revenue in 2018. And remember, this is a free game. It's not. <laughs> it's just crazy. $400 million in one year from one game. That's free. Yeah, you, uh, maybe you um, Xbox and PlayStation development studios should pull your heads out of your asses and stop charging $100 for the full deluxe version of some of your games. And then also on top of that, charging like season passes and extra costs for downloadable content, like fucking eight ball pull, a free flash-based game have made you all look like fucking idiots. So I mentioned this is a European company. Mm -hmm. What would you guess are the top markets in the world for app consumption? Mm. Japan, South Korea, the United States. China? You're right and wrong. Okay. Number one is US. Yeah. 40 billion downloads in 2017, followed by China with 39 billion, Japan, 9.5 billion, UK at 8 billion, 4.5 billion in Russia. Those are those countries that download apps the most. Those are, those are all apps, not just games. Yeah. Now, while the US average is 96 apps downloaded to your phone, France, French people, the goddamn French, they have an average of 114 apps per person per phone. And Mexico has the lowest app average per phone at 89. What would you guess is your... How many apps do you have on your phone if you were to ballpark it? Oh, man. Uh, Don't look at it. Just ballpark it. I can't. I have no idea how many are even on a page on the phone. It's four by one, two, three, four, five, six. So, if there's 24 on a page, I probably have 150 apps on my phone. 150? Jesus, Brandon. You're well above average. Well, in many ways. And how many are jerk-off apps? Only pocket pool. Okay. Give me another guess, top 10. How about words with friends? That's a great guess. It would have been another one of mine. It's not. Not in the top 10. It might have been at one point when it was big, but... What about Jetpack Joyride? No. It's another half-brick game. That's near the top 10. I remember seeing it, but no, it's not the top 10. What about Animal Crossing? No. Are you impressed that I know this many off the top of my head? Well, you just said you have like twice the average of apps on your phone. So. I don't have a bunch of games. I have, you know, I have bullshit like pay your fucking bill and <laughs> geocaching and news. 
Let me tell you some other big games that are not in the top 10. Okay. You mentioned a few already. Pokemon Go, Words with Friends, Angry Birds, Super Mario Run, Flappy Bird. But what about Tetris? Doodle Jump? Remember Doodle Jump? Do Everyone had that. And Fortnite. Oh, I guess I'll scratch that off. Yeah, Those are not in the top 10. Well, so speaking of Fortnite, there's a game that I kind of get confused in my head. In my head, they're almost the same game, even though I'm sure people <laughs> totally disagree. Player Unknown Battlegrounds. PUBG. Yeah. I almost did this list by active players and users, not by downloads. Which would make it the top one probably, right? It would make it number four. And in fact, on that list, Pokemon Go is number one. Mm -hmm. But as far as downloads, it's not in the top 10. God damn. Oh, it's because you can play it on other... Is it like Fortnite where you can play it on other systems and still play in the same... Yeah, but those would all be downloads. The reason... Yeah, but you wouldn't be... Because an active player count. Oh. Because you can download the game, but you never play it. Right. But this is active players. It's number four. Maybe this is... It's 100 million. Maybe this is a stupid guess then. Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes? Stupid guess. Okay. I see a lot of commercials on TV for Clash of Clans. Yes. Is it on here? Number five. Is that the one where the commercial has like a hot, busty woman introducing this like mobile game? Oh, baby. Well, okay. But the... <laughs> Where's the pocket pool when I need it? No, but there's one, <laughs> there's one of these games that in every ad they have... I, I think it might be, yeah. One of my notes on Clash of Clans is that it's the most advertised game out there. The game is heavily promoted. Yeah, it's got to be this one that has like, it has like TV commercials introduced by... There's there's one that has Liam Neeson parroting his character in Taken. Uh -oh. uh, it aired during Super Bowl 49, it looks like. Business Insider reported that ad with Liam Neeson was the fifth most watched Super Bowl ad that year. Clash of Clans is number five. It's published by Supercell, originally released in August 2012. And you're going to hear this word a lot today, a freemium Mobile strategy video game. Uh, what is a freemium game, Brandon? It means it's free, but it's going to piss you off real quick. Mm -hmm. And the only way to get unpissed is to start giving them some money. On that note, Clash of Clans is number five on top downloads, but it's number one in terms of revenue from a game. And not just a game. It's the number one revenue generating app, period, game or otherwise. God damn. And here's some notes. In 2015, the game was the top grossing. So, this is since 2015, it's been there. It generated $1.5 million a day in 2015. It is the fourth most installed app in the App Store and the seventh most installed app in the Play Store. And as of 2018, it has generated more revenue than any app, having brought in revenue of over $6.4 billion since launch. One game, one app, $6.4 billion. A free app. <laughs> Just goddamn mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> kind of leaves you speechless. Like, <laughs> How does the game like this come together? Like, it seems like everything is a perfect storm for them to like, you know, a, an engaging game and then like an intelligent and hopefully unobtrusive way to get you to do the premium purchases or the upgrades in it. Then the marketing yeah. around it, uh, it's, I just never would have guessed a strategy game like that would have been, I think I've played it once before. Sounds kind of familiar. I played something like it. Let me tell you oh, about right. it. It is the one I played because it, you can attack a series of fortified goblin villages. And I remember those little goblins. Yeah. <laughs> I like how that stuck out to you. It's a fantasy-themed persistent world where the player is a chief of a village. Clash of Clans tasks players to build their own village using the resources gained from attacking other players through the game's fighting features. So that shit, number one revenue-generating app in the entire world for okay. years. 
Well, so far I've crossed out. I've written down and crossed out 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 6, 16 of my guesses are not in the top 10. Then most of them mm-hmm. I thought would have been close. So let me just go ahead and guess one that I have remaining that I know has to be in the top 10 or at least feel like it should be, and that is Candy Crush Saga. Candy Crush. What number? Two. Yeah, impressive, Brandon. Now, is this including all Candy Crush games? This is Candy Crush Saga. Okay. One game. This one I do have an accurate download number four. 2.7 billion, at least. 2.7 billion! Brandon. My wife has been playing that one for years. Still plays it yeah, mine like, too. almost every day. I've never played it. For some people, it must be like kind of a zen thing. Like I played it and it was fine, but I, I didn't keep it up like that. It was released in April 2012 by King, the publisher King. It's a free-to-play match three puzzle video game. It was originally released for Facebook, now with versions on iOS, Android, Windows Phone, Windows 10. It's a variation of the browser game Candy Crush. So this is, you know, essentially a version of Tetris, right? right where you're trying to match blocks in such a way. Mm-hmm. It's the number two game on this list with almost 3 billion downloads. It's considered one of the first and most successful uses of a freemium model. Thanks, Candy Crush Saga. While the game can be played completely through without spending money, players can buy special actions to help clear more difficult boards, from which King makes its revenues. At its peak, the company was reportedly earning almost $1 million per day. God damn. Yeah, that's one of those games that has this kind of satisfying sounds. You touch the candy and it that flips and it you complete a row or whatever and they disappear. There's some kind of satisfying like crunching and yeah. I don't know, maybe that's something I'm just more into about it, but those things No, the, there is like a psychology behind it that I guarantee you there's mountains of research out there by these companies. Uh, it is no accident. I I truly believe that. Freemium has now got my mind going in some other directions, and I think I have some more guesses. A few more notes on Candy Crush. The game includes freemium content. Get this, 97.7 of those playing the game. So, there's 2.7 billion downloads. Mm -hmm. Almost 98% of them play for free. Yep. Only 2.3% pay. That 2.3% of people that pay one penny or more is enough to earn this company $4 billion by 2018. That's wild. I think... At one point, I, th- I think my wife might have contributed to that. I think we've oh. curbed, <laughs> curbed some of that. You're a king patron. And it's considered to be an addictive game that uses a compulsion loop that provides pleasurable reinforcement the more one plays. Oh, boy. Yeah, my last note is that the CBS produced a live-action Candy Crush game. I remember seeing the show and thinking, that looks like shit. <laughs> it was in 2017. It was an hour-long competition among several two-person teams using interactive games based on Candy Crush. It was hosted by listener of the show and tennis patron Mario Lopez. AC Slater. Yep. Candy Crush number two. Candy Crush Saga. Sorry. So, so no more Candy Crushes in the top 10. What, what else you got? There's a game that's similar to Candy Crush. Bejeweled Blitz. It is a good guess. It's not in here. How about Call of Duty Mobile? I am scraping the bottom of the barrel. Let me give you a hint on number eight. It's based on a very popular movie. A movie I know you've seen some of. There's many movies. Uh, it's a running game. Kind of like Super Mario Run. Oh. Hmm. Is it Temple Run? That's not number eight. Temple Run's in here though. Oh. Remind me about that after this. Let's stick with number eight for now. Uh, this is a running game based on a movie. 
One of the movies features a very bubbly yellow butt. You've seen it. Oh. Despicable Me Minion Rush oh, is I number eight. I've never heard of that game. Well, I know, but I know you've seen the movie. I've seen a lot of yellow butts, so I was trying to... I, was, I, immediately, <laughs> true, I immediately went to Bart and Homer Simpson. I was like, when have I seen their butts in yeah. a game? Well, no, the butt's not in the game. Oh. Uh, you might be thinking of Pocket Pool. I'm talking about the butt. Remember What's the it Minion? Called? Minion Rush? Yeah, it's a running game. It has at least a billion downloads. Publisher is Vivendi and Gameloft. Oh, released I, in June 2013. I saw my kid play this one. Yeah. I'm going to have a few notes. Here's the game description from, the, from this game's website. Start running now in the only mobile runner game packed with all the fun of the Despicable Me movies. <laughs> oh, that kind of fun? The minion choices, because you can choose a different minion to run with. Yeah, you got You can choose you from Kevin? Dave. Yeah. Nope. No, no Kevin. Kevin. Dave, Carl, Jerry, and Mel. Oh, I don't know any of those. Kevin is the only one I remember at our house. Kevin and, and Bob. Yeah, Bob. Yeah, that's Minion Rush number eight. Mm. So, you mentioned Temple Run. Yeah, where's Temple Run? It's got to be, well, obviously it has to be higher. I'm going to guess Temple Run is number six. Three. Temple Run two, to be exact, is number three from Amanji Studios with at least a billion downloads. Have you played Temple Run? If I look at the images from it, I can probably tell you, no, I've not played. It's one of those that I see advertisements for a lot of in other apps. Yeah, maybe I've seen it before, but I don't think I played Temple Run. I've played other shit like this though. Yeah, too much running for you. No, it's the, these games aren't... They get old to me quick. Other too. than Super Mario Run, which I admit had some of this element to it as well. I don't like games where you're just constantly running. And it's not an exercise thing. It's just that's not the kind of pace I want to play. The actual word for this style of game is endless running. <laughs> Temple Run 2 is the sequel to Temple Run, a 3D endless running video game developed and published by Manji Studios. The player controls an explorer who has obtained an ancient relic and is running from evil demon monkeys who are chasing him. I thought that'd be right up your alley. That part is, but none of these images do I see evil demon monkeys. Well, you got to pay to play. Temple Run. Quit fucking up. Make a Temple Run 3 called Temple Run 3. You can be a devil monkey. Temple Run also received activity books and a board game with Warner Brothers Studios talking with the Manji Studios of a possible film adaptation. Cut the, See, sh- that, cut the shit with the film adaptations of stuff. I agree with you, but I'll say this one, at least I can see a script from this game, yeah, right? Yeah, I can Whereas too. It's called... The other one... It's called yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark or... Yeah. I mean, even the Tomb Raider movie has more reason to be made. Yeah. Imagine that you're out in the jungle. Okay. I'm out in the jungle. You're out in the middle of South America. It's taken you a month to get there. You have a guide. He's a pygmy. He's wearing like grass underwear. Oh, baby. And holding a stick and he's guiding you through the jungle to this ancient temple. And you get in there and lo and behold, an archaeologist has beaten you there. There's another scientist who's there raiding this tomb. And you go over and look Mm. and it's Angelina Jolie. Okay. She's out there with her pouty lips and her pointy boobs sticking this way and that. (laughs) God damn. And you're like... Pointy boobs? In the Tomb Raider game, the, like the first like PlayStation versions of Tomb Raider, yeah. her, the 3D model for uh, Lara Croft had some sharp curves to her body. Yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you that. <laughs> sharp curves. How about... Wait. Oh, you got I want to read you a review of Temple Run 2. This is from Game Zebo. They said it's an instant iPhone classic. Quote, addictive doesn't even accurately describe the game. Thanks for that. Game Zebo. 
doesn't can come close to describing the game. Now you're free to give me another guess. Okay. How about Minecraft? Does that count? No. You know, that is that is a surprising omission, but it's not, it's not on here. Okay. Again, scraping the bottom of my mind here. There's one. Okay. You have more Endless Runners. Oh, motherfucker. You also have some simulation games and a racing game. Okay. Oh, the simulation game. Farmville. No, but you're not. You're on the right path. Is it Stardew Valley? No. This is a pet simulation game. Virtual pet game. Tamagotchi? It's like that. I don't know this game. Wait, is Poo. it? Pooh. Huh? Pooh. What's it called? P-O-U, but it's pronounced Pooh. Oh, I've never heard of this. I'm surprised your son hasn't played I gotta look this up. I've never heard... Oh my God, we're gonna download this today. <laughs> it's a virtual pet named Pooh. He's your cute <laughs> alien pet who loves to eat and play. And the people also ask, is Pooh a poop? <laughs> he gets dirty over time. It also defecates, though it only does so in the bathroom. Pooh can be cleaned by being rubbed with the soap and washed who off. Who writes this shit? I mean, who's writing this on the internet? So, if he is a poo, then he's a poo who poos the same thing yeah. he is made of. But you can also have PvP or poo v poo online multiplayer. We're downloading poo today. <laughs> what number is poo? Six. It has at least 500 million downloads on Google Play alone, published by Zaka. Poe. Released in August 2012. It's a virtual pet game, a lot like Tamagotchi. It says, the note is, a fad game that required caring for a simulated creature. They should have said, a game that... You can that dress up a piece of shit. It, yeah, it was a, a one-hit wonder where you care for a simulated shit. Yeah. I'm looking at the pictures. You can put a cowboy hat on this turd and call him your pet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so, number six, Pooh. No joke. Downloading Pooh as we speak. There's another virtual pet game. That's number four. The first note says it is similar to Pooh. Is it the talking cat? Yes. What's the name of that cat? Is it Tom? My Talking Tom is number four. My Talking Tom, yep. It's the 14th app of the Talking Tom and Friends series. This Jesus fucking Christ. thing, it's a franchise. The total downloads for all Talking Tom games, at least 14 of them, 9 billion. But My Talking Tom in particular is number four on the top 10 downloaded mobile games. Yeah, I think it's because you can do the voice thing. Like you talk to him and he'll repeat it back to you with a high-pitched squeaky voice. Kids yeah. love that shit. It's like, hey really kid, great. your voice is already high-pitched and squeaky. Why do you need that cat to do it? <laughs> Released by Outfit 7 in November 2013, the goal of the game is to take care of an anthropomorph... Give me this word. Anthropomorphic. Yep, cat called Tom. The player is invited to care for Tom and help him grow from a baby kitten to a full-grown Tomcat yeah. by interacting with him in different ways. Full-grown Tomcat ready to get out there on the prowl. Here's how you take care of him according to Wikipedia. You can feed him, take him to the bathroom, play mini games, and tuck him into bed to sleep when he is tired. <laughs> Doesn't that sound fun? <laughs> That's a great game if you don't have an actual child that needs attention. Yeah. You do all that shit with a kid. You said it's a great game if you don't have a child to care for, but I would argue it's even without the child to care for, it's also still not a great game. That sucks. The app was reported for having advertised age-inappropriate advertisements for adult services. In 2015, the Advertising Standards Authority ruled that advertising for an adult website delivered to underage children via the app. How pissed would you be? What was it that was delivered? Oh, like... like adult like website. I'm guessing porn. Oh, well, I guess I'd be concerned, but... Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, no, I, like, I what do you do about hard. it? You're upset. You're like, oh, I guess I'll just like delete the app. Yeah, but out there, there's someone who's like, I'm so upset. I'm going to hire a lawyer. Yeah, but it's like, all I want to do is talk to my Tom and you're showing me websites that advertise how to do more than talk with my Tom. Am I right? Well, he does want to become a, like a Tom cat. Okay, so you may have two left. But real quick, I want to tell the folks at home, I want to give them a little taste of our newest Patreon bonus episode. Mm -hmm. We release at least one bonus episode every month exclusively to our tennis patrons. Our latest episode dropped this week where Brandon and myself each brought a group of news headlines. Some were fake, some were real, some were sensual. And we tried to guess which ones were real. Here's a short teaser clip from that episode. All right, I'm one and one and you're 0 for 2. First one. Oklahoma man gets 30 years in prison for fatal atomic wedgie. Okay. <laughs> New Jersey sales convention turns into bloody knife fight. Mm-hmm. California woman accused of jumping off neighbor's roofs. Well, I have an advantage because I know of the fatal atomic wedgie. Like you saw in your research today? I committed it. <laughs> no, I... I remember from when it originally happened here in Oklahoma, a man yep. killed his father yep. with an atomic wedgie. Stepfather. Yes, stepfather. The real one, Oklahoma man gets 30 years in prison for fatal atomic wedgie. Here's the story. Brad Lee Davis, 35, pleaded guilty to first degree manslaughter in May in the death of his stepfather. Davis said he knocked down his stepfather, pulled the elastic band of underwear over his head and around his neck. So, it turns from, fu <laughs> turns from funny to sad when you read the next part, which is this left ligature marks on the victim. According to police, he died of blunt force trauma and asphyxiation. For the folks at home who have not administered or received an atomic wedgie, it's a lot like a normal wedgie where the perpetrator grabs the victim by the waistband on the back of the underwear and lifts suddenly and violently in order to wedge the underwear deep, deep within the victim's ass crack. Now, an atomic wedgie is a wedgie at which the waistband has advanced mm. all the way up the back yep. and over the victim's head like a hoodie. But instead of a hood, it's your underwear. And your underwear is also connected to your battered asshole. <laughs> yeah, Do you think this was the plan for this guy? When I originally heard this, I thought he may have died from bleeding or an infection of getting his crack ripped open. Didn't think of the fact that you could be choked and asphyxiated. That's a deep wedgie. It's a good ad for the strength of that underwear's yep. elasticity. Yeah, all the underwear marketing people listening right now, you should... Underwear so strong you could kill your father with it. That's intense. That is strong underwear. Do you think that he went in and said, I'm going to embarrass him while I kill him. I'm going to give him this wedgie. And or maybe the fit of rage he was in, he was just grabbing what he could find and somehow the underwear ended up over his stepfather's head. Who knows? If I remember right, it sounded like they were in a fight and there was some amount of humiliation involved with like, you know, his finishing move. <laughs> finishing move. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you give me your finishing move on this list? You can hear that episode in full right now, as well as all of our bonus episodes at patreon.com slash tennis pod. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash one zero I-S-H-P-O-D. See how I snuck a plug in? Wasn't that great? It was, um, I hardly noticed it. Impressive, you might say. You might, you might not. Yeah. 
Who knows? Who's to say? Really? Not me. You need one and seven. I don't think you've heard of these games, but let's see before you give up. Okay, there's, when I was pulling up Clash of Clans, there's another one that starts with Clash that came up that I also recognize. It's a similar one. I think I've seen it advertised similarly. Mm -hmm. It was called Clash Royale. Is that on there? No, it's not on here. It's another freemium. Okay. Okay, so seven is a racing game and number one is an endless running game. And racing game. I'm trying to think of uh, racing games that have come out. Uh, I believe it's a series. Yeah, it, there's a sequel that came out in 2016, but we're talking about the original. Okay. It's not Need for Speed. No. Forza. Nope. You want me to just tell you? I think you're going to have to tell me. Hill Climb Racing. Never heard of it. Never heard of it either. It's number seven with at least a billion downloads. Who's doing it? You know, I was surprised these, most of what you've named on the top 10 so far, even if I did not guess it, I was aware of it. I'd never heard of Minion. Yeah. Well, actually, I saw my kid play Minion Rush. I've heard of Pooh or seen Pooh. I might have played Pooh. Oh, goddamn. I've heard of or played almost all of these, but Hill Climb, Hill Climb Racing, is that what it was? Yeah. Absolutely never heard. 2D physics-based racing video game released in September 2012. The player controls a driver across hilly terrains collecting coins along the way, and spending them on vehicular upgrades while being watchful of the driver's head as well as the vehicle's fuel supply. <laughs> His head? I'm guessing there's like branches and oh, shit you that bump you have your, to... bump your head. So yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the images for this game and I've never played or seen or heard of this game before. Now, there's not a lot interesting to say about hill climb racing except for its creators. I think I got something interesting to say about this fucker. But, Go ahead about the creators though. It's published by Fingersoft. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> of course. And it was originally created by Tony Fingeroos. <laughs> Fingersoft's founder. <laughs> his name is Fingeroos? It's Tony with an I. I think it's a lady. Uh-huh. Fingeroos. Like Dunkaroos, but with your finger. I just, the name tickled me. I, I had to look this up. It, it you is know, a man. I prefer the... It is a man. Oh, it is? Okay. He was 29 years old at the time of the game's released. He's a self-taught Finnish programmer. If you're a self-taught Finnish programmer, just unsubscribe from the show, nerd. <laughs> but, you know, I, I like Tony Fingeroos games, but I really think I prefer Tony Elberoos. Mm -mm. And there's also Tony... <laughs> mm -mm. <laughs> these are good. Kneecap Roos. Did you write these down beforehand? <laughs> Did you spend time writing that down? Tony, Tony Ballsack Roo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game you play by smashing your sack against an iPad. I mean, it worked. Touch screen, am I right? Uh, go into your kid's room. Can I borrow your iPad? <laughs> there's and a new wife in the other room is like, no more pocket pool, Brandon. There's a new hill climbing game I'm going to play. The game received generally somewhat favorable reviews. Critics tended to describe the graphics as being rudimentary at best or ugly at worst and sometimes pan the gameplay as unimpressive. <laughs> well, so I'm looking at images of it. It's harsh. So there's like a main character in the car. You got to watch his head. It's driving and racing, right? So I looked up images of this guy. Let me send you a link to this. Every image I see of him, he looks bored to the point of depression. Now, is this the creator or the driver this of the car? Is the this is your character in the game. 
This is wh- who you are playing as. Let me look. First of all, he looks kind of like me now that I've been under quarantine for a few weeks. Yeah. I've got a hat on backwards. I've like very unshaven, shaggy yep. hair. And he has the most bored, depressed look on his face. Does he not? He does. But there's other pictures where he doesn't look like that. Where too. he looks like, oh shit. Yeah. There's one where he's sleeping behind the wheel. <laughs> there's so many where he looks like he is. I think he's drunk driving. His name's Bill. Bill? Yeah, Bill rhymes with Hill. Oh, god damn it, finger soft. God damn you, Tony Fingeroo. I'm going to finger you, Fingeroo. God damn. Uh, there's one in particular image I'm looking at. He's driving a truck towards the screen, towards the viewer. Yeah. And his face, he looks like you just woke him up at 4.30 and said, the dog's got to go outside. <laughs> Or there's a new episode of the Tennis Podcast. He, and he's like... <laughs> that is a lot like you. Does he go to bed at 8.30, you think? I've been going to bed about 9.30 because of, okay. of this puppy. Well, I'm sure that our listeners love this content the last five minutes mm-hmm. of us just talking about a picture. The main character of your game shouldn't look like he's, he doesn't want to be there. That's a good point. It's like Mario going like, fuck this! Yahoo! And just leave it. Mamma mia. <laughs> All right. So, number one, I have, number one. I have no clue. Can you give me a hint and I'll try to guess it? It's an endless runner released in May 2012 by SYBO or Cybo Games. It was the first game ever to surpass 1 billion downloads on Android on Google Play Store. Has uh-huh. 2.7 billion plus downloads total. Okay, I, ac- I accidentally clicked on it and found the name of it, but I'm going to be honest here. What? I'm not going to guess it. What do you mean you accidentally found it? Because I went from looking at, what's his name? Bill, the hill climb racing guy, and I hit backspace a couple times, and I found a list, and I clicked it, and the first thing I saw was a date that said 24th May 2012 next to the name of a game. And I'm being mm. honest here and saying... So, you're cheating. I'm saying... I'm not... Because if no, you are. Well, you looked at the... If you'll shut the fuck up for a second, I'll tell you how I'm not cheating. You know I can't do that. Well, uh, you got to do it. So, listen, I did not recognize the name of the game. I would never have guessed it. And so, I'm not going to count it as a guess. I will not guess it. Well, I won't give it to you. So, we're just going to sit here. Well, then. fucking, it's called Subway Surfers then. It's called Subway Surfers. And Brandon, after cheating, has found that number one is Subway Surfers. It's a game where players take the role of young graffiti artists who, upon being caught in the act of applying graffiti to a metro railway site, which Wikipedia was nice enough to clarify, that's known as tagging. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They run away through the railroad tracks to escape from the inspector and his dog. As they run, they grab gold coins, power-ups, and other items along the way while simultaneously dodging collisions with trains and other objects. Like, look, that sounds like it could be a fun game, but it also sounds like a million other games. What is so great about this game that it's number one with three billion downloads? I don't know, but I'm... So, I'm looking at the images now and I, I actually recognize this game, but not from a mobile device. I have helped my child play this game at main event, which if you don't have a main event near you, it's like a Dave and Buster's yeah. or like a Chuck E. Cheese that's not quite for babies where you can get a beer... Tons of video games, laser tag, all kinds of shit, but they have lots of video games you can play for tickets and other stuff. And I think I helped my kid play Subway Surfer's giant arcade game. Okay. Do you want to pat on the back, father of the year or something? No, I'm just saying I recognize it, but 
It's all about you, isn't it? They can, Everything's got to come back to you. Well, I am like 50% of the voices on this podcast. Whoa, so have, 50%. Wow, okay. When did that happen? Well, shouldn't I have to fucking speak if I'm on here? <laughs> like, what else do I have to say other than like how I recognize this game? Well, you could talk about how Subway Surfers received decent reviews. <laughs> Great. Okay. Critics praised the game's visual style and entertaining gameplay, but criticized it for its monotonous world and unresponsive controls. Monotonous. Not monotonous. Monotonous. Yeah, whatever. Monotone means one... Nerd alert. Okay. Well, nerd or someone who can fucking read. Monotone (laughs) means one sound. Monotonous means one tone, one boring. Well, maybe they meant one sound too. I mean, the game seems pretty simple and stripped down. Well, it's not it's not out of, outside the realm of possibility that there's only one monotonous. Mo- <laughs> no, don't try it anymore. But, you know, the game was criticized for unresponsive controls. Wouldn't you say that's number one priority it of a game? fucking hard as hell to play. It's That's the reason why I helped him play it because he put his money into it and he was like, help. <laughs> so, I came over and started to get this little fucker to start jumping on subway cars and dodging these other things and jumping yeah, over. Yeah. Running away from authority, from the police. I turned to my kid and I said, look, I've been playing shit like this since <laughs> fucking 85. <laughs> this game's dog shit. Take it from an expert. This game has become so popular that in June 2018, a series of animated shorts debuted on their YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. 10 by 4 minute episodic series. Had 11 episodes. Oh, well, who gives a shit about those? So, that's something else you can look forward to. I mean, like, so someone makes a successful game of Subway Surfers. They can't yeah. leave it alone. They're like, well, got to make it a cartoon show. Like, got to make it a well, movie. Well, why wouldn't you if there's money to be made, Brandon? This is capitalism. I guess at the end of the day, I'm not a capitalist because once I get, once I have enough money, I don't have to like work anymore. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not even going to keep doing the thing that earned me that money to begin with. Yeah. I'm going to stop everything. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. when Luckily, that will never happen. Every time, every time people talk about how someone like Jeff Bezos or Warren Buffett or Bill Gates or any of these billionaires or even multimillionaires are inspiring because of like their work ethic and stuff, I'm like, are you fucking crazy? What kind of psychotic person has a billion dollars and no longer has to work and says, you know what I think I do with all my spare time? Fucking work a whole lot more. That's all they know. That's their life. That's what happens when your work becomes your life. You should feel sorry. I mean, on one level, you should feel sorry for those people because they are fucking soulless. They have like, yeah, Bill Gates is doing all kinds of good in the world. But at one time in his life, he was all about making those, making the next billion. Who? Gives a fuck. If I got like $10 million, you'd like never see me again. Hell, if I got 200 bucks, you'd never see me again. Would you, if the devil came down right now, sorry, if he came up right now, right? Uh-huh. If he came up right now and said, Brandon, a <laughs> billion dollars. The devil walked in here right now. Uh, <laughs> like in that episode of The Simpsons where Ned Flanders is the devil and he's talking to um, Homer in the kitchen. He's about to take Homer to hell. And Bart happens to walk by in the middle of the night like he's going to the bathroom. The devil looks over and goes, hey, Bart. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy that story the first three times you said it on the show. It's one of the best moments in The Simpsons. Like, it tells you everything you need to know about Bart Simpson that the devil's just like, oh, hey. Well, what, what if Ned Flanders' devil mm-hmm. comes in, tells you hey, shakes his ass a little bit, gives you a show, but then he says, Brandon, you can have a billion dollars right now, mm-hmm. cold hard cash, yep. tax free. Yep. All you got to do is sell me your soul. Done. <laughs> is it done? But he doesn't explain what that entails. Who knows what that Ain't means? Ain't no such thing as a soul, brother. 
You can have it. Mm-hmm. Whatever you think it is, you can have it. I'll write it down on a piece of paper. <laughs> I don't I don't believe in the soul. Yeah, okay, but the devil's standing there. So, I mean, your beliefs are challenged at this point. Okay. I would ask to see a contract. I would ask to see yeah. something in writing. That's fair. That's fair. So, what is it? What does the devil say is my soul? Your soul belongs to him once you die. What does and that so, mean? Do I got to go to hell and get all burned up? I'd say that's implied, but not explicitly said. Well, I... Because he's the devil. He's a trickster. I would have some follow-up questions. For instance... You don't got time for that shit. Well, then I'm not going to say yes. Well, then you don't get a billion dollars. Fine. I don't already don't have a billion dollars and I don't have the devil raping me and I seem to be well, doing okay. Yeah, but think of all the cool stuff you could buy. No. If you go to hell, you either get burned up over and over for all time or the devil rapes you all the time. Or he sticks a pineapple up your ass like Hitler and little Nikki. Yeah. I'd want a lot of clarification on what could happen to my, like if my soul could get physically hurt, it's all over. But if my soul is just like a spooky ghost, you can do whatever with it. I don't care. But it's you. The spooky ghost is you. Nah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I got to be honest. I don't know if we have any biblical scholars listening, but there is nothing in God's holy Bible, in God's word, his literal mm. word, that references an actual location run by the devil called hell. There are references to a lake of fire, but not saying that that is the dominion of, of Satan. And well, where... that's because people have filled in the gaps of the Bible over two thousand for more than two, way more than two thousand years. And uh, did you know I filled in the gaps on the end of Harry Potter, and he becomes a baseball player and rapist? Uh, after the event, after well, that's a hot take. But I filled in the gaps after the events of the book. Naturally, you would wonder what happened to Harry Potter. So yeah. I did exactly what people have done with the creation of hell. Kind of made my own thing. And in my Is the word hell in the Bible? I don't know. There's some times where Jesus said, like, what the hell? And that's in there. <laughs> yeah. It's in red letters. It's easy to find. But no, the idea of like the devil and his pitchfork saying like, welcome to hell, you're going to burn forever. That's not in the Bible. I'm not the authority here, but I think there is a mention of like, if you're turned away from the pearly gates, there's some loose mention of like, you're turned away and sent elsewhere. Yeah, well, I ain't buying it. Okay. I'm not worried about it. Give me that billion dollars, devil. I'll take that. I'll take a chance. You said you're not buying it. You know what people are buying? Fucking $90 billion worth per year of in-app purchases. Let's go through the top 10 most downloaded mobile games of all time as of the end of 2019. Number 10 is 8-Ball Pool, which is impressive that a generic-ass game like that is number 10 when like Solitaire is not in here. So, 10 is 8-Ball Pool. 9 is Fruit Ninja. 8 is Despicable Me Minion Rush. Seven is Hill Climb Racing, starring Bill, the racer. Six is Pooh. Five is Clash of Clans. Four is My Talking Tom. Three is Temple Run 2. Number two is Candy Crush Saga. And number one, with almost three billion downloads, Subway Surfers. We did. Well, I did it. I accomplished it. No, you did. You cheated on number one, remember? I didn't cheat. You don't know. Do you understand the definition of cheating? You can't say that you did this list. What are you talking about? Wait. At the end there, just a minute ago, you said you did it. Yeah, I didn't completed the task of staying alive through the list. That's all. I, my goal is not to get them all right. My goal is not to even make a good performance. Yeah, you got that right. My goal is when the end of the episode arrives to be alive. I've done it every single time I've, I've accomplished my goal. Holy shit, is this episode over yet? Yeah, so that's the top 10. Brandon, you remember at the start where I said this is the thing that makes people happy? Are you happy? With my phone? 
No. With just life, phone, everything. I give a shit about my phone. <laughs> yeah. So, well, let me tell you why I'm happy. Real quick, let's... Okay, so we're taking a break. We're not thinking about phones anymore. We're just going to wrap this up in a nice little bow. Yeah. Have you received your coronavirus party money yet? I have. So, the federal stimulus payments are on their way out to America, right? Sure. And I got one too. We are both very fortunate in that I don't think either one of us are like, holy fuck, I need a stimulus check or, you know, life is going to be tough. Yeah, we are fortunate. We are very lucky in that we are not relying on this right now. That could change any time. But we're not like relying on this to like feed our family or to stay in our house or keep our car or whatever. Yeah, I'd have to start feeding my family for that to be a problem. <laughs> There's a man in Indiana who was waiting for his stimulus payment. And he went to the ATM and the Treasury Department somehow fucked up. And instead of the additional $1,700 he was expecting, they deposited $8.2 million. Wait, 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 wait. How much was he expecting? So he's looking for his $1,700, $8.2 million. Uh, so what's going to happen? Are you kidding me? They're going to take that shit back. Well, they're going to take it back from all of us next year at tax season anyway. Yeah, I'm doing fine and you're doing yep. fine, but this guy. For one day, he was probably doing fucking finer than he'll ever, than any of us no, will ever do. No, can't because you can't spend that money. Well, but you just have to pay it back. For one day, he felt fucking amazing. And no, then, he didn't. Yes. Because for one day, he had all this money he couldn't spend. I would have started taking it out immediately. But you'd have to pay it back. Fuck them. I would take out as much <laughs> cash as I you possibly could. Idiot. You tracked down $8.2 million in cash. In my opinion, the government fucks up something as straightforward as that and gives a normal average Joe $8.2 million. Sorry, you fucked up. Too bad. No takesy-backsies. Indiana man is now an 8.2 millionaire. Government, don't fuck it up. You guys are supposed to have all the resources to do this shit. You certainly don't have the leaders to do it. But if you're in charge of this and you fuck up like that, you don't get to take it back. That guy deserves $8.2 million. Well, Brandon said it, so let it come to pass. Let it be. Uh, that's it. That's how I'm doing. I'm thinking about that guy and how, he, how the government owes him $8.2 million. And he did kind of get it from the devil in a way, just not a Ned Flanders devil. Uh, real quick, before we end, I want to give a shout out to the Not Very Hot Ones podcast. They are just three not very hot guys sitting around trying to make the best out of weird stuff. They were kind enough to give us a shout out on their show, so we wanted to return the favor. You can check out the Not Very Hot Ones podcast wherever you're listening to our happy asses right now. And Brandon, we're especially happy because we just talked about phones for an hour. Yeah, I'm feeling so good now. Yeah. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at 10ISHPOD. Brandon will bring in a list for episode 84 next week. And then after that is episode 85, our Q&A episode. If you haven't already, send in your questions to us at TennisPod on social media. Or you can also email us questions at TennisPod at gmail.fucking.com. There's some good questions coming in already. That's right. Brandon, thanks for your time, my friend. I'll see you next time. Oh, yeah, bro. 